Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Hector McNeil. Hey, Hector, how are you? I'm good. And yourself? I'm very well. Very, very well, Hector. I'm excited to talk with you. Hector is the co-CEO and founder at Han ETF. Uh, They are a full-service white-label provider of ETFs uh, in Europe, I would say maybe globally now. But uh, a growing a growing operation for sure. Um, ETFs, exchange traded funds, are one of the fastest growing financial vehicles these days. And we'll get more into the details of what Han ETF is is up to. But before we get there, Hector, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Yeah, no problem. Uh, great, great for uh, having me here, and uh, really appreciate it. Uh, so I always class myself as a bit of a uh, an ETF boony. So. Uh, I've been around them for for a long time, you know, massively believe in them, you know, use them in my own investment, but also uh, invest in ETF businesses. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I've been I've been in ETFs over 20 years now. I started life as a market maker at uh, at uh, Susquehanna. Where I set up their uh, European desk, you know, big US firm coming to Europe right in the early days of the ETF market, late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, after five years there, I went to be one of the founders and owners of ETF Securities. You know, we took that business from zero to uh, over 30 billion of assets in its time across Europe. We, we were really famous for inventing gold ETFs. We were the first guys mm-hmm. in the world who invented gold ETFs and we added platinum, palladium and oil after that. Uh, after, after, after I left there as an employee, you know, I, I, I left with my current business partner, Nick. So hands stands for Hector and Nick. Uh, we've been together for 18 years as a business partnership, almost a work marriage, you could call it. So uh, we uh, we set up uh, Boost after uh, after uh, ETF Securities, which is a short leverage firm which Nick and I co-owned. And after about three years of running that business, billion dollar plus uh, of assets, we did a JV with Wisdom Tree, uh, who at oh, the time nice. one of the top uh, ETF firms in the world, wanted to come to Europe, didn't have a, a setup or, or staff or business, so we did a we created a new entity called Wisdom Tree Europe. We rolled Boost into that, and then we co-owned Wisdom Tree uh, with Wisdom Tree uh, over the time there. And uh, after a couple of years of that, they bought us out of that. So Hans, our uh, fourth uh, ETF business, we're the only guys in the world that have set up four ETF businesses from scratch, issued around 600 ETFs and ETPs in that time, just under 9% of the world's total number of products. Uh, so mm-hmm. not many times you can say you've almost done 10% of a whole marketplace. You know, I'd raised over 45 billion of assets and uh, listed in 23 countries globally. So uh, I'm excited to talk to you more in detail about the exchange traded uh, fund marketplace in general. But before we get there, I mean, tell me a little bit more in detail about what Han ETF is working on specifically. Yeah, so Han Han was a slight uh, deviation from our previous businesses that, you know, previously it was our own IP and our own content. And hands effectively the spades and shovels that helps asset managers be able to issue and manage ETFs. So we do everything from the, uh, you know, we have the, uh, the trust and the board of directors. We do all the legal compliance, the fund filings, uh, and, and the marketing and distribution and capital markets. So I call it a 98% solution. So our clients really only need to look after uh, the, the content and IP. 
you know, and to some extent the branding, but we look after the uh, all the heavy lifting. So uh, our two big USPs are we've got over 300 years of uh, European ETF experience in the firm and we can have a fund out in 10 weeks. So that's the real uh, two, two pluses. Wow. You know, go back to your point in terms of what we're doing that's interesting is that, you know, because we're relatively new, we've only been in the market for three years, you know, we're really at the forefront of, of the new the new uh, frontiers of all the ETF markets. So cryptos, thematics, and real assets are where we focus so far. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it, it, I think it's really interesting. And I, I said this to you, Hector, before we, we started the show today, that if I was to try to describe ETFs, I would say it's the financial vehicle that seems to be maybe that web 2.5 uh, vehicle that seems to be the bridge between what the boomers were doing and what these kids are trying to do in the whole you know, crypto blockchain space. But I, th there seems to be a real interesting fit really with where finance is going. How do you guys uh, see that? How do you see this evolution going forward? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head, really. I mean, I mean, you know, if you look at the old days of mutual funds, you know, you'd fill a form in and you'd wait a week to get a price back and, you know, you'd have, you'd have it in all the different platforms that the, the fund providers uh, play, whereas, you know, ETFs really are the, the closest we get to Amazon Prime gratification in the, uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the financial services market. I always say, you know, my son and daughters are only, only going to, uh, never going to own a checkbook and they certainly ain't going to fill forms in and they're certainly going to, not going to wait a week to get a price, right? So, uh, you know, they want to be on the train in the morning, you know, open an app, see all their investments in one place. And, uh, you know, if they want to uh, sell one and buy one, they want to see that straight away. And uh, ETFs really play into that space because they're listed on the exchange. They trade all day, every day when the exchange is open, you know, you can buy and sell them to your heart's content, really. And uh, that really plays into that, uh, as I say, that Amazon Prime sort of uh, e-commerce type uh, leaning that we've got in society now, really. So, I mean, there seem to be new ETFs hitting the market every hour, Hector. I sometimes get lost in the dizzy uh, kind of list of new ETFs that, that I see every day. H how does one navigate this, this field? And, you know, really, how do you make the, get, get the best out of it? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the, 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 there's an old saying in the ETF market, you know, there's 101 things we can do with ETFs. We just haven't thought of them all yet, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so it really all depends on the uh, the type of. I thought there was going to be a joke there, Hector, where you're going to say there's a hundred and some odd things we could be doing with ETFs, and so we came up with a thousand. <laughs> well, well, I think I think I think I'm going to use that when we get to uh, 102, right? But uh, but essentially, it just depends on what, what sort of what sort of investor you are, really. I mean, you've obviously got retail to the most professional end. And that's the beauty of ETFs is they give the same access, uh, you know, to asset classes that, uh, you know, whether you're, you're the most professional investor or, or you're my mum in Middlesbrough, you know, I say it's the first time she can go and buy, you know, for one share around 10 quid, you know, put in a tax account and, you know, uh, she can buy medical cannabis or she can buy, you know, space yeah. or she can buy 5G infrastructure or carbon credits or gold. You know, really, she can put a portfolio together in a very, very coherent, cost-efficient manner, usually sub 1% fees, which, uh, you know, in the old days of uh, anywhere between 1.5% and 3%, you know, uh, fees for the privilege of a fund, you know, is, is, pretty, is pretty revolutionary, really. Yeah. So, uh, so really, I think it just depends on the investor type. But, I mean, the, the, the thing about it is, is you can create your own portfolio, you know, across equities, fixed income, commodities, Etc. You know, which which you know, 10, year, 10, 15 years ago, you'd have to go to a private bank or a wealth manager and pay a fortune for. And uh, 
you know, and there are people out there who will help you put those portfolios together as well. <clears throat> but I think most people have the, uh, you know, can do a bit of research, a bit of digging and see what they're, uh, they're after. And then, you know, <clears throat> there's plenty of databases out there that uh, you can then go and see which ETF makes sense for you. You know, that's a matter of price. That's a matter of the sort of, you know, yeah. exposure that you're getting. You know, and also performance, you know, look at the past performance. I mean, obviously that's no guarantee for the future, but it's yeah. a good indicator. Do you see a big difference in how the American ETFs are approaching the marketplace versus what, what you're doing? I'd say the US is probably probably generally three to five years ahead of, ahead of the Europe. I mean, we're at 1.7 trillion now, you know, and uh, the US is about 7 trillion. But actually, four years ago, the U.S. market was at 1.7 trillion. So, oh, you know, okay. I think the global market's got a got a CAGR of about 20% compound each year. You know, it has had for the last 25 years, really. I mean, when I got into ETFs early 2000, the whole global assets under management was two, uh, 200 billion. You know, and Europe was 20 billion, and now it's 10 trillion, so 10, 11 right. trillion. So, you know, that march is 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 onward going, really. And uh, you know, I'd say probably on most things, the U.S. is ahead of us. Uh, but I would say on, on two areas, you know, probably Europe's ahead of the US and that's crypto and right. uh, ESG. You know, I mean, we've got over a billion dollars. And, and that's where everything's going. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. And, and, and I think it's nice because it means that, you know, we can stand up. You know, I mean, I, like I mentioned to you earlier, I was at the Miami conference and, you know, that was the subject matter most people were talking about, you know, because we have a lot of US managers who use an ETF to take their 40 US ETFs and bring them to Europe. Things like uh, EM e-commerce fund or uh, all that uh, cloud technology, you know, they first appeared in the US and then we brought them, you know, over for European investors in our wrapper, which is called USIT. So uh, mm-hmm. that's really what the what the point of discussions are at this point in time, really. So let me change the gears a little bit, Hector. You know, the last couple of years have been a little crazy for all of us. Some challenges, obviously, with the pandemic, but certainly also opportunities from a business perspective for some folks. And I'd just be curious, you know, what insights and uh, elements have you implemented in your business because of the last couple of years? Yeah, really interesting, actually. I mean, I think, you know, we, we, we handlisted our first product, you know, a little over three and a half years ago. So the majority of our business has been done, you know, during the lockdown uh, scenario. Mm. And then obviously, we've got the Ukraine, Russia war now and inflation, et cetera. So oh, these, these times are far from normal. I mean, I'm a, I'm a 50 year old guy and, uh, you know, I've seen bouts of inflation and, uh, recessions and, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the banking crisis, but I do think these things have, uh, you know, have really come on us very quickly, uh, in the past couple of years, but I think, you know, largely I've said that I would say that the markets and the, uh, economies have held up pretty well, really. And uh, a lot of that is, is, is down to technology enablement, I think. I mean, by the sheer fact we're talking, doing what we're doing now, you know, is, uh, you know, this te- technology somewhat existed, you know, prior to COVID. <laughs> you know, I think everybody's pretty much, you know, on it now, aren't they? And understand it and use it as everyday part, everyday living. And, you yeah. know, the biggest thing we probably did was, you know, we, we, we went quite qu- quickly in September 2020 to work from home completely. And, uh, and then coming back, funny enough, we came back to the office on a sort of two to three day a week basis because the young kids wanted to um, uh, meet together. Socialize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 that, that I think is a fascinating one, which is, you, you know, you almost have to let human nature dictate the plan. Uh, you know, we have, uh, I have some offices that, you know, in Europe that immediately went back to the office, you know, our, our Spanish office, for example. They, they missed working together, so they immediately rushed back. Whereas other offices like New York, you know, 
they're, they're, I think they're happy to be working at home. They, they don't miss the commute. <laughs> well, I think that's probably the common denominator, isn't it? Is the commute yeah. really, you know? And uh, I think that's really focused, focused people's minds. So, so I don't think that, I don't think that story is over yet either. I think we're going to see, as you say, I think the letting the equilibrium find itself is probably the right way forward really. And uh, you just got to be reactive to that and just make sure that, you know, you're, uh, you're listening to people really. I think that's the key thing. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And I, I, it's great that you're continuing to evolve because you're absolutely right. I, I, I would say that we're going to see several more shifts and changes before the end of this whole thing. So Hector, you know, 2022, as you rightly framed up, has been a year already full of a lot of changes uh, from a more macro world, macroeconomic perspective. But in the ETF space and, and what you guys are working on at Han ETF, what are your what are your thoughts for this year and what are your plans? Yeah, it's a really, uh, really good question, actually, because because probably, you know, half of our life has been in that sort of growth equity story, the big tech story. And I still think there's a long way way to go in that. I mean, the most recent product we did, which was European first, was the Metaverse uh, mm. ETF, you know, and uh, and I think that's uh, that's a really interesting uh, scenario. I mean, I've, 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 I make these little predictions that, you know, you and I will be sitting around a table virtually in uh, Five years time instead of talking, uh, you know, two dimensionally as we as we are now, right? You know, and I think we'll we'll all be in the room. You'll be able to go and try things on in a shop or look at things, uh, you know, through 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 the metaverse. So I think that's going to be a really interesting world. I mean, you touched on it earlier about cryptos as well. You know, the whole blockchain experience. You know, I think that um, you know that old adage there's going to be more inventions in the next ten years than there's been in the whole of history. I think that's 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 going to be true of every decade now going forward because ultimately uh you know the rate of change and uh people's ability to react to change is, is so enormous you know and then and then even then you look at the um you know the uh, uh emerging markets you know that that whole story around uh, smartphones and uh, e-commerce is just it's just enormous right you know that's going to change the world and probably weigh it in the other direction you know unfortunately from the western economies to more to those types of worlds, you know, and, uh, you know, you only have to look at that. Interestingly enough, that a lot of it comes from, uh, you know, Latin American, you get these sort of Silicon Valley type areas in Latin America or Africa or Eastern Europe. A lot of it's driven by, uh, you know, Stanford and Harvard graduates, right? You right. know, who, uh, who, who go back to their countries and then take those, uh, you know, those, those developments and, and, and expand from there. So, uh, so I think, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to see more of that sort of growth story, ESG as well, as I mentioned, you know, we, we invented a really cool product last year, which is uh, first carbon credit ETP in the world, where we actually buy the uh, the emission credits uh, from the EU, hold them physically in a digital wallet, and then we allow clients to get access to that, you know, so you can actually be part of that, uh, you know, decarbonization story, you know, which is pretty cool. And then we did a really, really interesting thing with gold, where we made the first gold ETF in the, in the world with a raw mint that uh, holds recycled gold. And recycled wow. gold is 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 100 recyclable, and it's actually 99 less carbon intensive than mining gold. So, uh, so a lot of people who are in the ESG space would say, you know, mining is brown. I can't hold gold. You know, can actually hold it now because it's part of the circular economy. So, so I think all these different ways of looking at the world is uh, coming at us thick and fast, and we've just got to react to it. And that's really my job, is to sort of see, you know, where I can, uh, you know, lean into that and uh, and facilitate it really. Well, I, I can see that you guys are coming up with a lot of innovative products. Uh, certainly, we've been talking about Metaverse, ESG. Uh, I'd have to say that uh, the 
the new ideas, the innovation in the ESG space is very exciting and the measurement and maybe some of the standardization around that measurement is even more exciting because I think that'll open up more fintech and, and financial opportunities. You know, it's been great connecting with you, Hector. If someone wanted to learn more about what you and Han ETF are working on, where, where can they find you? Yeah, if they go to hanetf.com, uh, we have a nice section that if people are looking at doing their own ETFs, I mean, funny enough, we've had high net worth guys who've sponsored their own ETFs. So you don't have to be an asset manager or, a, you know, or a, or, a, or a bank or whatever. You know, if, you, if you've got three or four of your buddies and you think that, you know, online gaming is going to be the way forward or psychedelics or whatever, you know, you believe in that, you can sponsor that. Or uh, or on the investment side, you know, handetf.com slash products and you can find all the products there. But equally, you know, feel free to give us a shout at uh, info at handetf and we'll, we'll pick the phone up and have a chat with you uh, as I say, we're ETF Mooney, so uh, we love talking about our own our own business, our own products, but also the industry generally, you know, so uh, we're pretty obsessed by it, put it that way. Excellent, excellent. Well, I've been really blessed to have Hector McNeil on the show today. He is one of the recognized most influential ETF experts, and we've been talking about his fourth ETF-related business, uh, which is Han ETF, and it offers a full range of white-labeled ETF solutions um, for individuals, for businesses as, as you're establishing ETFs in the marketplace. And clearly they're working on some of the more innovative areas like the metaverse, ESG, as well as some of the tried and true things like gold, but in a new, a new fashion, a new innovative way of doing it. So Hector, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today. It's been great talking with you. Thanks very much, Ben. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. 